got the blues about what's happening in Brooklyn. It ain't official yet. We hope official it don't get. But beware, my friend, and let me warn you. They're thinking of taking a bumps to California. Let's keep the Dodgers in Brooklyn. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Memory Machine Podcast. A spoke on the many bespoke wheel of the Geekiverse Media Network. This is a historical, pop cultural, anecdotal podcast, so says the slogan. Um, and I am your host, Nathaniel Lockhart. I'll be guiding the proceedings this evening or morning or whenever you're listening. Uh, my guest today, across the room from me here, my one and only guest, who's going to help me uh, pull this thing along. <laughs> Introduce yourself, please. Hey, uh, I'm Lou Matuzo. Uh, I'm also a contributor to the Geekiverse, first time on the memory machine, and we have been trying to make this happen for months. Yes. <laughs> and finally, finally, I'm I'm able to be a part of this podcast, and I'm mm-hmm. I'm uh I'm mm-hmm. stoked to be here. Pete was also supposed to be here, but uh, he is currently battling a flu-like symptoms. So send him your prayers and vibes. And Patreon dollars. Say patreon.com slash the Geekiverse. Pay up some dollars. Please. Get some stuff. Please. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, help us keep the lights on. Yeah. Websites aren't <laughs> cheap. Uh, and neither is podcast hosting. Um, but, uh, you know, usually when we go on these things, we do a Week in Geek uh, to talk about what happened this week in geek history. I did not prepare for that. And I think it's for the best because, boy, oh, boy, have we got a lot of ground to cover today. Sure. Uh Today we are talking about one of my favorite uh, obscure subjects, and that is failed uh, failed sports leagues. Sports leagues that have come and gone. And um, I'm going to be, be yeah. honest with you here. Yeah. There were many more failed sports leagues than I thought there were. There's so many. There's so many. Yeah. And like these are just the ones I felt like, and I and I wrote too many down, folks. I wrote way too many down. But the thing is, is that there's just there's so many. I, I picked the ones that I thought would be more noteworthy than not. Right. Um, but there are things that we won't talk about, like uh, defunct team tennis leagues, defunct women's softball leagues, defunct uh, women's soccer leagues. Maybe we defunct can American soccer leagues. We can do uh, we can do a part two. A part two of like. The, the ones that you can't believe even exist in the first place. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Please tell me there is a defunct table tennis league. Oh, there must be. Because there must be. We need to get that started right up again. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Because uh, I think I could I could make a running. All right. Oh, you make a running in the table I'm tennis. Pretty, I'm pretty. Let's good. start up the. Uh, let's let's start up. Uh, we'll, we'll do the Buffalo Ping Pong Bisons, and they'll be. Uh, I'm in. <laughs> there you go. I'm in for it. L- Lumatuzo. Uh, starting lineup. I need a double. I need a doubles license. partner. Just putting that out there. <laughs> there you go. Nick Marini, paging Nick Marini. He's a good buddy of mine. He's really good at table tennis. Um, so I thought we could start with sort of the early fits and starts. Professional sports weren't really much of a thing, at least not the way that we think of them, until really the mid 1800s, the mid to late 1800s. Sure. Um, before then, they were mainly just. Uh, Fancies of the rich, I guess. <laughs> you know, uh, I guess boxing was well. Even then, that was still. I feel like mostly an amateur thing, funded by crime. <laughs> um, but uh, but uh, I, I the first 
thing I could really pull up. I, there must have been something like with soccer, but those were so all over the place back then. Sure. It's hard to pin it down. Sure. The, the one I found that, that really uh, that really fits our definition of professional sports leagues, uh, I have here the National Association of Professional Baseball Players from 1871. Yep. Baseball being two separate words. Yes. Uh, Which threw me. Yes. Thre- yeah. Threw me for a loop. I'm a not game of lie. based ball. Um, <laughs> it's uh, and uh, fun. Uh, a fun fact about that early early league is that there are two teams that exist to this very day, mm-hmm. which is pretty wild. The uh, the Boston Red Stockings, who which uh, I believe they they were not the Boston Red Sox. They are it had to have been a precursor to the Red Sox. Well, right. Uh, or else sort of. that is the greatest coincidence that has ever existed. It is quite a coincidence. Because the Boston Red Sox eventually became the Boston Braves. Sure. Who then moved to Milwaukee. Who sure. then moved to Atlanta. So the current Atlanta, current day Atlanta uh, Atlanta Braves trace back to the to these Boston Red Stockings. Man. The Red Sox are based off of a much later team, 30 years later, which is still old as hell. Um they they started as the Boston Bean Eaters uh-huh. for from the American League. You and know what? You yeah. know what kills me? Yeah, was that that my? I'm saying this while wearing a Yankees hat, everyone. So you yeah. already know where my brain is. Yes, but New York Highlanders, if you will. You're right, yeah. right. <laughs> if I could find yeah. a Highlanders hat, I'd probably be wearing that too. Just just for today's send podcast. your hats too. Um, the fact that. Two teams have existed based around Red Sox. Yeah. Not just one. Yeah. To think like, oh, there's still a team called the Red Sox, and that's and the White Sox, which Mm -hmm. is such a like the Chicago White Sox, yeah. Right. Such a Although these White Stockings became the Chicago Cubs. The White Sox started later. In the late 1800s, early 1900s. If Cubs fans knew yeah. that, yeah. Chicago would burn to the ground tonight. <laughs> That's my wife. She's a big White Sox fan. Oh, she is man. not fond of the Cubs. I am going to say something to her on the way out about this because yeah. it is just, it's too good. Yeah. But um, it is, it's funny to think like, oh, the red stockings to this day still exist. Mm-hmm. Oh, wait. No, they're not the Red Sox. Yeah. They're actually the Atlanta They're Braves. They're actually the Atlanta Braves. Yeah. And it's pretty wild when you think about that. And the, I believe the Cincinnati Reds were from around that time. Of course, then they were called the Cincinnati Red Stockings. Yes. Or Red Legs. Should it's we all... Cincinnati Red Legs. Yeah. And there should be an entire league. Yeah. That consists just of colored colored clothes as like the team the, names. The New York Pinstripes. Yes. The, uh, the uh, Buffalo... Buff checks. <laughs> uh, I don't know. The, you know, like, oh. The Wisconsin did, plaid. Did they play the, the green pants last night? Yeah. <laughs> no, that's actually next week. They played uh, the yellow sleeves yeah, right. last night. Yeah. And then, oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. Yellow sleeves suck this Which year. Which back then, totally fine. Yeah. Like, I mean, the, one of the big original New York teams was the New York Knickerbockers. Right. Because they wore Knickerbockers. Yep. Um, or sort of in a similar vein, the Green Bay Packers. Yeah. Which came from originally the Acme Meat Packers. Yeah. Which is what they weren't even called the Green Bay Packers. They were called the Acme Packers. Yeah. Because that was the company that sponsored them. 
Um, same thing with uh, the ta- uh, the city of Tonawanda had an NFL team in its very first year uh, called the Tonawanda Cardex because the guy who owned him was his last name was Cardex, so Tonawanda Cardex. Interesting. Uh, yeah, it's uh, uh, that's a it's an era, an idea of team ownership and and team finance that is just gone and it's funny if you we if we really go into even today if we go into any professional sports league yeah and we start digging into their names yeah there are a lot of stupid names that still exist yes they've just become mind you we won't even we we won't even delve into how many like problematic names still exist in our sports leagues Uh uh-huh but some of them are just dumb. Like yeah. last uh, two nights ago, uh, Sabres game was on. They're playing the Edmonton Oilers. Yeah. And my wife looks at me and she says, "What a stupid name <laughs> I didn't for even a think team. about that." And I never yeah. even thought like, "Oh, there's been two teams I know of named the Oilers: the Edmonton Oilers and the Houston Oilers." Like, right? Yeah. And it's a perfectly normal name. I looked just looking up Edmonton Oilers. Hmm. It says when Bill Hunter was deciding on a name for his WHA team in 1972, mm-hmm. he first we'll called them. it the Alberta Oilers. Yeah. Yeah. And here we are. Yeah. Changed it to Edmonton. Yeah. And you know, they've had seven number one picks in yeah. nine years, and, <laughs> and they're, nothing to show for it. Still have nothing to show for yeah. it. Makes they us have feel Connor McDavid, and they have nothing to who, show for it. Right. Who yeah. is not even a real human that guy is a cyborg yeah the stuff that guy does is insane and i hope he never wins a cup because yeah. he didn't end up playing here in buffalo oh, yeah. well we got but we, uh, we got uh we got jack eichel i like jack eichel i remember yeah. my our, holy this is gonna be a a tough podcast for you to rein in okay um i'm just gonna <laughs> tell you in advance uh the year that uh mcdavid was coming out of the draft mm-hmm uh, myself and my cousin, uh, both lonely dudes on Valentine's Day. Mm-hmm. All right, and we decided to drive down to Erie because Connor McDavid was playing for the Erie Otters. At the yes, time. which is no longer a team, I don't think. Which is sad. Yeah, because I mean, Otters are are pretty cute. Any yes, team named after the Otters, I can I Should can get around. behind. Mm-hmm. And this is when McDavid mania was going crazy. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sabres were tanking. We knew there was a chance we've got this guy. Yeah. And to this day, I think about that night and how positive I was that he was going to be a Buffalo Saber. Oh. And <laughs> I, I, I never go leading up to that. And I was like, I, watch it. It's going to be Edmonton. And then it was. And <laughs> you called it. I called call it. I was just like, that's just not the way Buffalo luck goes. It's true. It just doesn't go that way. For the record, yeah. I, I, love jack eichel oh yeah. i do i love he's him. great i love this his, is not meant just, to be a slight at him i love <laughs> <laughs> he, he's just he's just so happy to be there and play is is uh i mean the last i looked i haven't watched a game forever because they're unwatchable but sure you know he looks like uh bill from bill and ted's yeah i know it's great and that's what every <laughs> and i'm just like it's freaking wild stallions i, I, I love it it's terrific <laughs> i love it he's it, i love his his big goony smile, like whenever it cracks, it's great. Love that guy. And once he, once he, that video went viral of yeah. him slamming a blue, 
yeah. and saying, Buffalo, I'm coming for you. Yeah. After that, I mean, the guy was meant to be a yeah. part of this city and this team. This 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 place is for second place. Like, uh, yes. wait, you belong here, buddy. Yes. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> we'll take you in. You're, you're going to be all right here. Uh, but, uh, but anyway, uh, so there's more baseball I have here. We have the Players National League of Professional Baseball Clubs. Baseball still with two two words. Two words, baseball. Baseball. This was uh, an attempt at a player-owned league. Should not go very well. Now, keep in mind, at this time, professional sports, as we know them, were still very new ideas. They were kind of seen as aberrations of sport. You know, amateurism was still highly prized. Hmm. Um, it was sort of seen that if you were... Uh, selling, it, it was sort of almost akin to prostitution. You were selling yourself, selling your athletic abilities. Like, you just, you, you, you people and actors are the worst. Which, for different yeah. reasons, people probably stay, say the same thing today. Yes, right. You know? <laughs> right, yeah. For very different reasons. But yeah, it was, it was, it was akin to that. It was seen as low down and dirty. This was, uh, yeah. And, and they were not paid very well. No. Uh, should, should be known. Uh, but for people who were lesser off, this was the only way to make money off of your talents. Um, and that's another thing, too, is the amateurism was highly prized by what else? The ruling class, uh, who, you know, saw it as a point of privilege that you were able to play as an amateur and not have to sell yourself to do it. Um, but this player's National League was sort of a way to try to get some integrity into it uh, by having player ownership was showed... It, it showed the showing of business acumen was an attempt to elevate the status of the professional paid athlete. Um, it didn't last only lasted one year. Buffalo had a team, the Buffalo Buffheads, I think was their name. Interesting. I don't know what that term comes from. I don't know what that nickname means. Look it up. Let me know. They know. <laughs> they lost in in heartbreaking fashion in a yeah. game seven oh, in the championship. Yeah, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm, game seven. Just assuming yeah. here, guys. Yeah, they also had a team named the Cleveland Infants. Weird. Which is weird. I just thought it was worth noting. <laughs> I, <laughs> I uh, to be a fly on the wall of that meeting when mm-hmm. deciding on a club name. Mm-hmm. Yeah. To be to to be sitting next to the guy who said. You know, you all look like strike, a bunch of infants. <laughs> <laughs> you know what name would strike fear in the hearts of our opponents? Yeah, giant infants. Giant infants. You know what? That's it. Let's go with it. Let's yep, do that's it. That's right. That's right. Uh, yeah, I I really have no idea where that could have possibly originated from. I, did the the term mean something different back then? Is it is, 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 <laughs> it, is it is it like slang that's lost to time? Oh, I have no let's idea. Let's hope so. I'd have no idea. There were uh, two aborted attempts at at professional football in the very early 1900s when the sport itself was very new. Baseball at least had sort of another fifth, like before the first professional league came about in 1871, it had about 40 to 50 years of history of development of the, of the game. Football as coded by Walter Camp, had only been around for, what, maybe 20 years by this point? Um, so you have the National Football League. Uh, no, not that one. Not the current one. That was in 1902. And they were all based in Pennsylvania. You had the Philadelphia Athletics, the Philadelphia Phillies, and the Pittsburgh Stars. And it included people who, if you're a big baseball buff, um, they had Connie Mack. 
yeah. was a uh, you know legendary manager of yep. the Philadelphia A's. He was the Philadelphia Athletics football general manager. Christy Mathewson, which is another huge name, Hall played fullback yeah. for Pittsburgh. Um, another big name uh, who didn't end up playing uh, was Rube Waddell. He was originally a part really? of the league, and then uh, I believe it was Connie Mack who said, like, no, 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 he's too valuable to baseball. He can't afford to injure himself in the sport. So he was pulled out. Uh, Christy Mathewson, I guess, uh, wasn't deemed the same way. But Funny uh, to think about that now. Oh, I know, as right? he's is, you know, the guy is still arguably one of the, the greatest yes. pitchers to ever live. Yeah. Well, no, let him play football. football. Yeah. 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 Just let him play football. Yeah. Yeah. Can I put him a fullback? Sure. Yeah. yeah. That's fine. It's fine. He'll be all right to make him a full blooded American. Yeah. As, as was the time. And uh, to keep our our uh, our Buffalo relations going. Yeah. Connie Mack played for the Bisons. Did he really? He did as a player. Wow. Yeah. Way back uh, in the 1800s, eh? It would have been the late 1800s. The 1800s. Yeah. With like uh, one of the. Um, because uh, there was a, a major league team named the Buffalo Bisons, but that was only for like five years. I can... So I bet it was for like the minor league Bisons. Let me look. When that was a, a thing. It uh, was... Let's see. The Buffalo Bisons of 1890 were a mem- uh, member of the short-lived Players League. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's the one we were talking about. Yeah. The Players League. Okay, so that was the Buffalo Bisons. That was the Buffalo Bisons. Okay, there was one 18- called the Buffalo ne- Buffheads. What were they from? But I remember Eight- seeing that name. Sorry, go ahead. 1890. Yeah, 1890. And he, Hall of Famer Connie Mack, was a part owner of the franchise Ooh. here in Buffalo, well. having invested his life savings of $500 in the team. <laughs> well, to be fair, $500 went much farther than it does today. Sure. But, uh, to be fair, $500 to prob- me is still a lot of money. Yeah, it is. It so is a lot I of give, money. So I give the guy a lot of credit. Yeah. I'll start. Uh, we'll start a baseball league for five hundred dollars today. See how it goes. I'm down. Uh, I'm in. <laughs> let's do it. Well, we'll loan the uh, the uh, the cheek to waga dice. All right. <laughs> yeah. Um, also, uh, another fun fact about Connie Mack is how. Do you know how long he managed the Athletics? Forever. For uh, Forty nine years. Good lord. That's so long. 49 years. From like, what, 1900 to almost the 40s, right? It was 1901 to 1950. Good Lord. Because every picture you ever see of Connie Mack is him and his like 1905 getup. Right. You know, looking prim and proper with a high collar. And, right. And his, uh, his boating hat, his straw boating hat. And you, you know, and you think, think like that guy lasted until 1950? Right. And to think there are coaches that don't last a year. Yeah. In whatever professional league we're talking about. Yeah. If they're let go, if a, if a, if a manager today lasts a decade at one team, it's unheard of. Yeah. Belichick is unheard of yeah. in today's world when it comes to managers. Yeah. Almost 50 years, yeah. Connie Mack was the manager. He's not going to hold that. He, he, there's no way he, he touches Connie Mack's record. No, unless... Uh, unless he's made a deal with the devil like we all suspect, in which case, it, you know. <laughs> we're, we'll see him in 2000, what, 2040? Oh, the 2040 kill Super Bowl? Kill me. Yeah, if we're all still alive. Um, <laughs> but uh, anyway, or uh, what was the other guy? Uh, George Hallis, coach of the Chicago Bears. He coached them for forever. Yeah. From their inception in 1920, I think, 
until the 70s he coached them, which is crazy. Which is in, in, it's insanity. Crazy. It is. He coached them up to the Super Bowl era. Um, following uh, the 1902 effort to start a professional football league, there was one in night. There's another one in 1902 called the World Series of Football, um, which uh, one of the teams is from Syracuse. One of the teams. There's one called the Watertown Red and Black that played in the 1903 World Series of Pro Football. And that team still exists today. They are a semi-pro team that I believe... Uh, uh, what, what league do they play in? I can't remember the, the league that they play in, but they still exist. They, they go back that far. They are one of the oldest still existing uh, professional or semi-pro football teams in existence the only one that matches them is the arizona cardinals okay they are the yeah. they are the oldest franchise um they they stretch back to the 18 to 1899 when they were the chicago cardinals Man. so yep yep and they Crazy. played in the white Sox stadium and the bears played in the cubs stadium so Go figure. so it would have been another white Sox cubs scenario had the cardinals stuck around yeah but they didn't so. um that i saw that uh in in our notes here yeah and i thought to myself i mean we we joked earlier about the if only these teams you yeah. know still only went by the the colors of certain yeah. articles of clothing mm-hmm. you know um i i like the sound of the red and black it's pretty cool. Like just oh, who do you root for? All oh, the red and black, and you yeah. know who they're talking about. Yeah. No other name necessary. It's, it's, still a, it's such a cool name that there is currently a CFL team, team with that name. There's the Ottawa Red and Black. I did. Or it. Ottawa Ottawa Red Blacks, I think is what they're called. It's Interesting. In the same vein. And but. then you have um, is it rugby? Oh yeah, the All Blacks. The all Blacks. Yeah, yeah, New Zealand All Blacks. Right. Yeah. 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 That's a that's a cool name. That's a cool name. Um, be, befitting their uh, their very cool record of like beating everybody ever, right. yeah, <laughs> right. Um, being the best rugby team to have ever existed. Um, we also have here uh, the International Professional Hockey League, which was the very first attempt at pro hockey. Canada, um, for as for as much as America idealized the amateur athlete, Canada was even more so in that camp, probably owing to sort of uh, the fact they were still sort of more under the influence of English ideas of aristocracy, more so than we were anyways. Um, I mean, heck, they named their championship cup after a lord, uh, (laughs) which is not something that we did. So, I mean, they were really deeply against it. Like, if you decided to go pro with hockey in Canada, you were just banned from the game. For a very long time, that was the case. Yeah. Up until the late 19... Uh, 10s was the case in Canada. So this was an early attempt. Most of these teams were from Michigan. There was one team from Pittsburgh, I think. I don't know if I had that down here or not. But yeah, there was one. There was one team that, that played out of Pittsburgh, and it was just the it was it was close enough to a lot of those Canadian towns, those small town, the uh, you know, like uh, Manitoba and all that, that you could go south of the border and sure. get paid paid to hawk your wares. And, uh, but it, you know, it didn't last super long. It was popular at the time, but it was sort of, it, it just wasn't tenable then. Travel just wasn't up to that wide of a breadth of, of teams. So, which is why a lot of these kind of came and went. Uh, the only reason like the baseball ones stuck is because they were kept mostly to large metropolitan areas with, you know, well-established rail lines. 
sure. between the cities. Sure. With uh, football, its popularity, especially professionally, was mostly in upstate New York and Ohio at the time. There was a little bit in the Ivy Leagues, but there's no way you were going to get away with putting uh, a pro team where the, close by to the Ivy Leagues. So it was mostly upstate New York and, and Ohio, and the, the travel just wasn't as good as between those cities. Um, so it took a while for that stuff to kind of get going. Anyways, do you want to move on? You got anything to say about these early pro football leagues? You know, no. <laughs> no. Not really. Like, it, it's just sort of like they tried. Yeah. That, that's sort of the thing I want to get across is like they tried. These existed. It was just too early to happen. Yes. They yeah. were pre- very much several precursors to what we yeah. we know today as our, you know, yeah. in America here are four major sports and then. You have your your big leagues around the world. Yeah, um, baseball I think was the only one with enough clout to make it happen. Football didn't have it. Hockey didn't have it. Right. Uh, soccer did not have it. Yeah. At all. Um, yeah, basketball was barely a sport. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. You know, it barely existed as a thing that you could play. It's also, uh, I think it's funny. I know the name of this podcast. Mm-hmm. You know, the memory machine. We're going back in time. Uh, oh, yeah. You know. Way back, baby. But we are currently recording a podcast where 95% of what we are discussing all happened before we existed on this planet. Oh, Be- yeah. Just talking about yeah, you and I. You're right, yeah, yeah. You know, like. Well, before. Um... Anybody alive existed? Yeah, in, in this I, case, yeah. Like, and, there's nobody left alive from 1890. Yeah, if we're going, yeah. we're getting into the early 1900s. Yeah, we're talking now. about ghosts. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And we'll we will we'll get to a point where we're touching on some leagues that existed oh, sure. while we did. Yeah, I, um, I'm just trying to brush over some of this earlier stuff. For we'll get sure. to more interesting things here. Um, th- well, things that left more of a lasting impact. Let's say I don't want to say that these aren't interesting. If these might be interesting to you. But yeah, the ones we're yeah, about absolutely. to talk about uh, left more of an impact. Or this one. If you yeah. <laughs> if you are a giant National Football League, and I don't mean the yeah. NFL and what we are talking like yeah. today's world, yeah. but the 1902 League, yeah. if you are a giant National Football League fan of 1902, yeah. I apologize for everything I just said. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm sorry uh, that, all, yeah. for not taking your your heart's desire I, I, seriously. I'm, I'm sorry for this league that existed for one year when you were a baby. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. Uh, if if that if that if um, that you yeah. would be uh, 116 years old. Yeah, which is possible. 117 years old. It's just unlikely that so. a you remember it, or b that you were alive. Right. Um, <laughs> But uh, one of these ones, so the next, I, I, kind of, I try to split these up into sort of different sections, like one of these, like the first one we talked about was sort of early fits and starts. Yeah. Um, this one I, I, I labeled as close but no cigar. These were leagues that, that could have made it, that had, you know, chances here and there, but for one reason or another just didn't get to stick around. Yeah. Um, this one fascinated me, and this was the American Soccer League started in 1921, and was on the same level of popularity as the NFL. Yeah. I mean, now keep in mind the NFL was nascent. Sure. And it wasn't huge, but it still had a following. And to think that soccer had a following as great as American professional football. Right. 
at one point in this country. It's almost, it sounds unheard of. It's insanity. Yeah. It, it feels like something that has been erased from, like, has been yeah. purposefully kept from us in history. And like you're right, like, right. It feels like, why did nobody tell me this? Like, yeah. Yeah. Have you been trying to hide this from us? <laughs> uh, and I love, I love soccer. Yeah. I am a huge soccer fan. Mm-hmm. But I, even I'm, to I'm me, growing on it. Sure. I'm growing on sure. it. Sure. And yeah. there, you gotta. There's so much. Yeah, and there's so many leagues, and you you got to find the league that's right right for mm-hmm. you. Um, Bundesliga, right? Yeah. yeah, between the Bundesliga, uh, you got La Liga, you have Serie A, you have the Premier League, mm-hmm. MLS. Then you have uh, your NASL. Champions Leagues. You yeah. have uh, the World Cup. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot to choose from. It can be mm-hmm. overwhelming, yeah. but it's never been mm-hmm. soccer. I and mind you, I'm t- I'm yeah. saying this as someone who loves soccer. Yeah, it doesn't even touch football. Oh, not even close. Baseball, basketball, hockey, even basketball like and hockey. R- really? Because I, I get the feeling that's starting to reach those levels. I still feel like it has yeah. so far to go. Probably because of the lack of TV presence. Sure, <laughs> you know. Sure, MLS just does not have the presence. That, no, and I that basketball and hockey. I have. enjoy the MLS. Yeah, it's. That's I like a, it. I like it too. It's real yeah. scrappy soccer, which yes. is why I like it. Yes, I saw one. I remember. I, I think that was one of the moments where soccer began to click for me. I saw a match between, I think it was NYCFC uh-huh. and Atlanta, and they and the NYC guys were rope doping the goalie, and yeah. I was like, oh, I get this. Yeah, <laughs> you know, and it's definitely not as clean as Premier League, but I like no. it that way. That's kind of like why I like college football better than okay than national football than the nfl just because the play is a little more wild sure uh you, never, almost, you never quite know what you're gonna get right it's a little right. bit more unpredictable yeah um, i uh i like that out of the mls too it feels like the college football equivalent <laughs> to me i buy that yeah that makes sense i yeah. i've always i was a big uh you know national play i love the world cup i love the olympics yeah. i love that kind of stuff zidane <laughs> as a allez les français as a allez uh, les bleus as a uh, ginormous fan of the Azuri okay. uh, Italy's team uh, Zidane was he's a the villain bane. oh yeah he's a villain <laughs> and like I appreciate him more now as I've gotten yeah. older and I mean the guy was a legend yeah but man that headbutt in the 2006 World Cup it's iconic it is and it mm-hmm. very much sealed a, wor- uh, a World Cup victory for Italy so I will always appreciate him for that <laughs> but yeah. uh, my favorite player of all time is Andrea Pirlo who mm. is a legendary uh, Italian midfielder and when he came over to the MLS mind you who did he play for NYCFC oh yeah yeah he came over, and this is years after David Beckham came over and played for the Galaxy, and okay. really kind of put the MLS back on the map. Yeah. Um, but he came over, and I was like, you know, maybe I need to pay a little more attention to the MLS. And yeah. between him and uh, David Villa and Sebastian Giovinco playing, you know, uh, mm-hmm. for our neighbors to the north there in Toronto. Yeah. And it's a good product that the MLS is producing right now. It's getting like better you said, all the time. It's not as refined no. as some of these European no. leagues, but uh-uh. it's, it's fun to watch. I enjoy it. I thought it was watchable anyway. Yeah. <laughs> you might call me uncouth, but uh, <laughs> I liked it. But yeah, I mean, that's the sort of the crazy thing about this American soccer league is that it really was poised to 
you know, stick around like baseball, like football. But the thing is, is that most of these teams were funded primarily by uh, specific factories. The the main team, the well, one of the main teams that you think of when you think of early American soccer, if you think of it at all, is Bethlehem Steel. They're sort of the iconic team. Named so because they were funded by a steel factory. Right. And so this is popular in the 20s. Then the stock market crashes in 1929. And what happens is the funding falls out for these for for these teams because that's where their finance is based. Right. And you know and, and and while this is happening football is becoming more and more popular. Uh you know it, by the 30s it was it, it was just get, it was able to survive the depression right. because its popularity was able to get up to enough of a point that it could last. And soccer didn't quite have that. They didn't quite have enough. Uh, it wasn't as ingrained in this country as football was, even then. Football just had a few more years on it than soccer did, and so it was able right. to hang on. And so when this league fell through, so did soccer's chances for growth in America. Yeah, And it led to what some sport historians call a dark ages of this of soccer in america from the death of this league in 33 up until 68 when the nasl comes along it's dark ages Uh, and you think of if if the depression never takes out this league where does American soccer look? What does that look like today? Boston would probably still be like, you know, they have like their beloved Boston. I don't know. I assume they would just be called the Patriots. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, talking about talking about, uh, you know, how they won that amazing 1980 victory over the Chicago Mustangs or right. something. <laughs> um, it, it really, despite the, the, the NASL. Yeah coming back in in the 60s yes it's such a, a I mean, gener- let's talk about the nasl like yeah you know absolutely. i mean i mean this, it started in I don't, I don't even know why there was such a push but there was in 68 and it kind of worked you know yeah and um, it, it it even drew some granted due to some some high profile personalities yeah i think that might have been key in its demise honestly yeah i think that the athlete that they brought in obviously pele yep was overshadowed the rest of the league and the rest of the league couldn't live up to pele yeah because um, you know at least, at least to his celebrity yes if not his playing talent i mean the guy was um he was david beckham back then but even more so but Times on another 10. level. Yeah. And he was never going to I mean, the guy couldn't stick around for twenty years. Yeah. So no. when he leaves Yeah. Where does your league go from there? Right. Who's your next Pele? Right. Oh, there isn't one. Right. Uh you know. I mean, there's other names I've heard of that were big deals in the MLS, particularly, uh, or, or I'm sorry, the NASL. I know the Rochester Lancers had a big, big name. 
which is pretty cool that Rochester had a team in this league and they won yeah. a championship. Yeah. <laughs> they won the 1970 championship. I always like to say that Rochester has more major league sports victories than Buffalo because uh, <laughs> they won the basketball championship, the NBA championship in 1950. Oh, and what then, a, a dick thing for you to say. <laughs> no, thank, sorry. Thank you for that. <laughs> they won the NBA championship and then the Syracuse Nationals won the NBA championship in 1957. Uh-huh. Buffalo still doesn't have anything. Uh, it's not right. It's not right. It's not. Uh, I say this it's, as it's both har- a fan of Rochester and Buffalo sports. It's not. It's not right. <laughs> um, it's it's a very wrong. It's a it's a, it's an imbalance. It's a, it's a it's an imbalance in the force that needs to be corrected. Um, but yeah, the NASL really had a chance. They really, really did. I. It was just. Um, I, I I wrote down here in my notes. I wrote overexpansion, recession, and overpaying for talent and competition from players from another league. Like all those things combined, just was a whirlwind of awful that tanked the whole thing. Right. Um. I mean, that recession was one thing that could have overcome that, but then overexpansion happened, and overexpansion into teams that couldn't really afford to have a team in the first place. Yeah. You know. Um. They just they they just couldn't. They couldn't keep it up, and uh, unlike though with the 1933, when the original American Soccer League demised, there was still a soccer presence in America afterwards. Yeah. It wasn't strong, but it sure. was there. Sure, and it was mostly indoor leagues, yes. which most big soccer—I mean, European, whatever—non-American uh, soccer fans kind of scoff at. Yeah. I love indoor soccer. I think Me it's too. I think it's amazing to watch. Me too. But it is a different sport. Can I yeah. can I tell you a little story about an indoor please. league? Oh, please tell me about it. The National Professional Soccer League. Okay. NPSL. All right. Nineteen eighty four to two thousand one. Okay. okay. Yeah. Buffalo as a team. The that... Buff the Buffalo Blizzard. Yeah. All right? Buffalo Blizzard. I yeah. I love the Blizzard. I did. <laughs> yeah. And when the Buffalo Blizzard signed Tony Miola, who was a United States national oh. goalkeeper. Played in multiple World Cups, mm-hmm. the Olympics. Oh man, I was I was over the moon. Yeah, we used to go to. Well, back then it was the odd. The odd, yeah. I was gonna say because they played in the odd even after the Sabers left. Yes. Yeah, and then. Just their last year or two was over what we consider KeyBank now. Yeah. But, yeah, they played at the odd. Um, and we used to go, I used to game, go to games all the time. I used to go with my friends. I used to go with, like, our, our uh, like, church group. Yeah. You know. Because the tickets to, are cheap. Right. Yeah. They were practically given away. Yeah. And I went with a friend. And this in a way segues into what you and I we won't give it away <laughs> yeah uh what our conversation prior to to recording was yeah. but um I grew up in a very uh conservative home yeah uh which made me a little naive to the rest of the world yeah growing up and I was probably 10 or 11 years old mm-hmm. and my parents sent me with a little bit of you know a little bit of money if you want to get a snack or you want to get a souvenir or whatever, I went with a friend and his mm-hmm. his parents. Well, uh, I remember buying like a little Blizzard souvenir <laughs> and his his parents thinking, I remember them laughing when I bought it. And I was just like, man, that's that's super weird. I wonder why. Like, 
I mean, I know it's not like the coolest thing, but sure, it's <laughs> cool to me. Don't worry, I will tell you what it was. <laughs> Stay with me here, guys, okay? <laughs> so, at this point in Blizzard fandom, there was a pair of brothers that played for the team that were uh-huh. the stars of the team. Rudy and Randy Pikasinski. Okay. Both of them, if you look at like all-time like scoring lists for this league, they're both, I want to say, in at least the top 15. Hmm. They were eating prior to the game at the same place that we were eating. Okay. So my friend, who was a diehard soccer fan, had a Blizzard jersey, was like, oh, let's go get their autograph. Let's go get their autograph. I would not do this now because I am not a dick. And if a professional athlete <laughs> is eating dinner, I would I would let them alone. Let them, yeah. you know, finish it. Uh, you know, maybe uh, rooting for you tonight, kind of thing. Yeah. But you, you an let them. Just an offhanded like pat on the back. Yeah, yeah, they're they're normal people. They deserve to have their time and eat yeah. their dinner. But uh, yeah. I was ten, so give me a break. Yeah. So we go over there and uh, they sign my friend's jersey. And I show them the souvenir that I bought and ask them to sign it as well. And they look at each other, and one of the brothers says, this is a first for me. I've never signed one of these. Mm-hmm. At 10 years old, I bought a Blizzard shot glass <laughs> and had the brothers sign my shot glass. <laughs> <laughs> and mind you, I thought this was a small glass. I like sure. I said, you had I no was, context. I had to no understand. idea. There was not alcohol in my house. Yeah, I did not. My whole family was pretty conservative, so I didn't even see people drinking. I had a similar experience with shot glasses growing up. I just thought they were neat good little to, souvenir glasses. Good to know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I bring this home and showed my parents, and was like, "Yo, look, look at the glass I, I got signed. Isn't it so cool?" And I'm. My parents were mortified. Yeah. Um, but I blame them because I didn't know what a f- shot glass was. <laughs> yeah. And they didn't uh, They didn't tell me, so it's really on them. Mind you, I <laughs> still have this shot glass 25 years later. I should have brought it tonight to show you. <laughs> that's that's I, awesome. I, they I, let you keep it. Man. Yeah. That's great. I, I still have it. Also, I've dropped a couple bombs on this podcast so far yeah so nate if there's no swearing on this podcast i there, apologize there is normal ad- there is no swearing i apologize um, in advance aside for like a dam or a hell sure <laughs> um but uh that's that's okay I, so have, the, I, I have a designated little beep thing i can throw and it's fine beautiful yeah. i'll make sure that you don't have to use that beep again it's fine i i edit through everything anyways so all right all right it's not a, it's my not, apologies it's not, any, it's not any extra work don't worry about it for those of you who don't appreciate swearing or beeps i i, I am very you, sorry you know you know why i do it mostly is so that way if someone wants to listen to this around their kids they can completely <laughs> that's, understood that's because there's so many podcasts i wish i could listen around my four-year-old but i can't <laughs> because of how they talk 100 really annoying it. i get it <laughs> yeah um that's really i'm it. just so so it's, it's, coming, not, it's not, not out of any prudishness coming from another uh i am also a parent to a young child yeah uh i completely understand okay <laughs> i get it yeah yeah but anyway um that's a great soccer story lou thank you for sharing yeah, no problem <laughs> I'm, I'm i'm full of semi-embarrassing stories so that, that's great i i hope to hear more from you <laughs> um let's see what what more do you want to go over here do you, do you want to we have um you know we could talk about the all-american football conference but that what less failed and more got 
uh, folded into the NFL. Sure. It's where we got the Cleveland Browns from and the uh, uh, the 49ers and uh, the original Baltimore Colts, which folded after a year. Right. The Bills were supposed to be a part of that, the original Buffalo Bills, which are unrelated to the current day ones. But they were supposed to be part of that. Uh, George House of Chicago said no. So we did not get a team. Uh, they and were not allowed. Still, and you still married your wife from Chicago. Yeah. That shows you did. how much you appreciate her. I know. Her, I love her know. so much. I love her so much. I'm willing to overlook her fandom to a traitor. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, he did not. Uh, he, he did not. You know, I think because there was something in the original NFL called the Staley Swindle, if you want to look it up. S-T-A-L-E-Y. Staley Swindle. And it was about how Chicago kind of muscled themselves into being declared champion because of an exhibition game that they demanded be counted as a regular season game because back then in the NFL it wasn't there wasn't not a championship game for the first 13 or so years of the league it was just whoever has the highest record at the end of the season is the champion sure and uh buffalo played i believe then they were the buffalo all-americans and they played an exhibition game uh, which they thought would be considered an exhibition game and that, that they lost. It was the only game they lost. And then George Hallis was like, no, 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 that's regular season because of X, Y, and Z, because of these things. And so he said, and because of wow. all that, we're the champions instead. Wow, so that's some Bush League stuff It right is there. super Bush League, which is why they don't do that. Wow. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, this. I think that was like 1921 when that happened, so the league was like a year old. Um you know, it's just they all the all, all of these leagues come from very humble beginnings. Put it that way. <laughs> um, uh, similarly, there was the World Hockey Association, uh, which you know had a lot of its. It, it was less failed and more got folded into the NHL. They kind of were more rough and tumbled in the NHL when they existed for their brief six or so years on this on this uh, continent, and they had great logos. WHA. Yeah. Holy cow, I love those logos. The Indianapolis Racers, the Cincinnati Stingers, the Chicago Cougars. They all have like these great, like very 70s stylistic logos. I'll have to look them up. Um, same thing with the NASL, if you want to go back and look at that. One of the coolest logos I've ever seen from a sports team is for one called the Philadelphia Fury. And it is a soccer ball on fire, f- like flying towards the, the viewer. Uh, yeah, Philadelphia Fury. What a great logo. I believe there's a minor league team from Philadelphia that continues to use this logo to this day and uh more power to you that logo needs to stay alive oh yeah that's Uh, solid yeah that's a solid logo right there oh yeah oh yeah um let me see there was of course also the american basketball association which i feel like this now is best known for like being like the setting for the movie semi-pro right (laughs) um the flint tropics were not a real team right but they very well could have been yes you know that team, that league is crazy to watch. I remember wa- I watched a documentary on the ABA uh-huh. once, and a thirty for thirty. I don't know if it was a thirty for thirty or not. Was there a thirty for thirty I on the ABA? I believe so. Okay, because uh, it's crazy what they would do. It was. It was one step removed from Harlem Globetrotters territory. Yeah, it was the yeah. fun league. Yeah, compared to our modern day. What was the NBA yeah, back then? The stodgy old NBA. Yeah, you had yeah. the the multicolored ball. Mm-hmm. You had you had your superstars who were Doctor J, larger than life yeah. superhero like superheroes. They were superheroes. they were superheroes. They were Dr. superheroes. Doctor J is still a superhero. That dude, you <laughs> yeah. you see these guys walking in with their fur coats, yeah, and their hats, 
Yeah. And they looked like they were movie stars straight off the set. Yeah. You mm-hmm. had dancers underneath yeah. the backboard. Yeah. While free throws were being shot. Yeah. It was a. It wasn't your. I mean, now it would be what your great great grandfather's NBA. Yeah. Like the ABA was yeah. was the fun alternative to the NBA. It had the three point line. NBA did not have that. If, if you can, line. if you can imagine yeah. that, uh, the three point line was not a given. Right. And was not intended. In fact, were... I have a game for my Commodore sixty four. It's a bas- early basketball game. And it was based off of NBA rules at the time, sure. so there is no three-point line. It's where crazy would, to think about. Where would Larry Bird have been? I know if you couldn't throw three points. Point line. My gosh, Boston Celtics wouldn't have half their championships. Right, right. Um, yeah, yeah. The, I mean, when you when you think of defunct sports leagues, for most people, at least most people who you know. Alive now or lived during that time, yeah. The ABA is one of the first ones they're gonna they're gonna think about, yeah. Because big, big time hockey a... fans will remember the WHA, sure. Or, um, but NFL fans don't really, re- if anything, they'll just remember the USFL. But, but yeah, ABA right. just made such a flash. Yes, it, you couldn't you could not. There's no way you could forget it. Right, and there's something to be said about leagues that, and we'll we'll talk about the USFL as well. Yeah. Um. Where you had superstars, mm-hmm. they were these guys were hall they were hall of famers that came over from the ABA yeah. when they when they merged with the NBA. Mm-hmm. Doctor J, Rick Barry, Connie Hawkins, yeah. these guys were George Gervin. They were mm-hmm. larger than life individuals. Mm-hmm. Where and they put on a product that was pretty comparable to the NBA at the time. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I mean the the league was a little bit more. It, it wasn't quite as well-funded as the NBA was, right. which even then the NBA, NBA wasn't that well-funded. Sure. Um, These sports but, leagues. But, like, you had, like, games being played in, like, airport, in, right. like, airplane <laughs> hangars, you right. know? That's a real thing that happened. <laughs> they played in an airplane hangar. Yeah. A regular season game, not even an exhibition. Like, that's wild. Yeah. Could you imagine the, the, the Minnesota Timberwolves trying to do right. that today? Yeah. <laughs> um, and even even the leagues are major leagues. So you're thinking yeah. NBA, yeah. NHL, MLB. Yeah. And they even in the seventies, they weren't the leagues we think of them as no. they are today. Mm mm. These even the NFL was not quite that powerful. Right. Uh it it was still kind of uh yeah, I mean, we'll get to that. Sure. I mean, I mean, we could uh, see. I, I was going to talk about the AFL, the original American Football League, but then mm-hmm. I thought, well, that they they all got accepted. Like right. nobody went, nobody left. There were right. some teams that folded. Sure. Um, notably, the the Titans of New York and the Dallas Texans. But like, well, even well, even the Dallas Texans didn't fold. They just moved to Kansas City. Right. Um, it's so I was like, that nah, isn't. They they didn't lose enough to yeah. be to be defunct, you and know. You, you don't even think of the AFL as uh, an abandoned league, like no. a folded league. You just yeah. are like, oh well. That was one it, half of the NFL, yeah, basically then it combined with the NFL, and yeah. now we have our current NFL as right. we know it today. Yeah, you know, with some more teams, obviously, but. Oh yeah, for sure, for sure. And the Bills got to come. Yeah. And, oh, uh, uh, speak, and that was the last. The AFL was the last uh, couple championships that they won as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, in fact, one of, the only uh, athlete I have up on my wall, 
up there is Jack Kemp, Kemp. who Kemp. won the 1964 1965 AFL championships. There's a great picture of him being carried off into the city of Buffalo on people's shoulders. Have you seen that photo? Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, it was just... Uh, he, he was a great player. Um, uh, not not a huge fan of his politics after he sure. left. Although, honestly, his his intentions were more noble. Yes. Uh, his, uh, sure. His, his intentions were, were quite noble, even if I disagree with them. Yeah. Um, but I, lo- I love I loved what he, he, he uh, apparently like teammates would say about Jack Kemp. They'd say like he was a weird dude when he wasn't playing <laughs> on the sidelines. He would just be sitting there reading the Wall Street Journal, and you're like, <laughs> and it totally yeah. made sense for where he ended up. Later yeah, in life. yeah, right. And he would say things like, "Well, I think the job of quarterback is actually only ten percent physical, but ninety percent mental." And he would these these very heady things about being a quarterback. He's he's kind of a weirdo, really, which is why I like him. Um, anyway, but yeah, I mean, we'll talk about another football league in a little bit because that one is just wild to me. Yeah, two two big football leagues we're going to talk about. Okay. Two oh, big yeah, yeah, yeah. busts. Sure, we'll talk about after a break. Sure. But I think unless there have anything else to say here i'm looking through i feel like oh one more thing about the american basketball association uh there was one big team that did not get to make the move from the aba to the nba and that was the kentucky colonels which were very much beloved they were well attended they were a successful franchise can you guess which city said no um this is a shot in the dark yeah. But I'm going to go with Chicago. It was Chicago. Yeah. They said yeah. no. And they convinced enough people that Kentucky lost the vote and they didn't get to join. Um, somehow Indiana got in. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah, we could do without uh, the Pacers even now. I know, right? So <laughs> I, I, I keep forgetting they exist. <laughs> even when they're in the playoffs, I forget they exist. Yeah, ever since um, Reggie Miller retired. Yeah, just, it's like, know. oh yeah, that's a team. Right. There's a team in Indiana. <laughs> Weird. Um, but which is weird because like they're so well known for college basketball, but yeah, pro basketball. I just don't think about them twice, you know. Yeah. Um, I feel like they should have a, I feel like they should have a baseball team instead. Like yeah, like give give that basketball team to someone else, and then someone they can take someone else's baseball team. Yeah, and then that makes more sense. And I to actually me. associate Indiana with baseball. My favorite yeah. baseball player to ever exist in yeah. this world, Don Mattingly. Oh, yeah. First baseman for the Yankees in the 80s and mm-hmm. early 90s is from Evansville, Indiana. Oh, really? <laughs> so whenever I think of Indiana, it's not the Pacers I no. think of. Uh, it is, in fact, Don Mattingly and the fact did, that he, he grew up there. Did Don Mattingly ever shave those sideburns? Not to the liking <laughs> of Mr. Burns. But Still like him better did. than Steinbrenner. <laughs> it's, I mean, I can, <laughs> I can still look at Mattingly now. Yeah. Uh, because he's manager of the Miami Marlins now. Oh, and, good for uh, him. It sucks because my two favorite baseball players to ever exist, Don Mattingly is managing the Marlins. Derek yeah. Jeter owns the Marlins. Mm. And I cannot root for that team because... <laughs> are they in the same division or same... Uh, yeah. Oh, no. They just are the worst thing. That's, oh. They're just god-awful. Yeah. And they have the... 
Trust me, I would have bought a Marlins hat to support them. Oh, but they have so, the, so the worst like, looking colors. Oh, just, yeah. There's nothing. That weird like tropical rainbow thing going on. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. The guy with the M&M's jacket all right. in the front. Yeah. Right. Is that, is that them? No, that's the White Sox. I'm You're thinking think, of. the Marlins have the... They have the Marlins guy who goes around with like, yes, all these other it games is, and stuff. It is orange, yellow, aqua blue. Boy, that's the 90s, isn't it? It's, <laughs> it is an insane look. And it pains me i love don mattingly more than i love there are there are family members i love less than don mattingly (laughs) but i cannot seem to root i just can't i can't can't. can't i want them to do well because uh you know i want i want him to succeed but Mm. man you'll never see me with a marlins hat sorry don mattingly i love you if you're listening to this change change the just just for goodness sakes change those team colors yeah for the love of god (laughs) or Become a better baseball team. And if Mattingly is listening, your mustache is sorely missed. Please grow <gasps> back. He doesn't have a mustache anymore? Oh, not for years. <gasps> That's terrible. Isn't it? Her, I, well, of course, I only ever think of Mattingly and like his Simpsons. Sure. They get up like him and uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, Frank, uh, Ken Griffey Jr. with his gigantism. Yep. And, yeah. I, Them taunting Daryl Strawberry. I'm, I'm so the, happy you understand the, my the Simpsons references. Yeah. Because... I feel like in a lot of the Geekiverse, they're a little bit too young to really get the the Simpsons stuff, right. and so like I'll I'll talk about I'll make mention. I was like, oh, stupid babies need the most attention, and they're like, <laughs> what are you talking about? I'm like, ah, ah, generational. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. Know. Uh, anyway, um, so I think to wrap up this segment, we'll come back with a shorter second segment because we just don't have as much to talk about in the second. Sure. sure. Uh, and so I won't keep you here forever, Lou. Um, so the United States Football League, I think of all the failed leagues that we've talked about, this is the one that makes me the most sad because I feel like we could have still had it today. I, I think it could have stuck around. There's, it really could have succeeded. There was a chance. Yeah. Yep. Spring football, I mean, spring football is considered to be such a, a, a bankable idea, or maybe if not bankable, at least a risk worth taking, Right. that... We're about to get two. We already have one now. I want to start it off, the uh, Alliance of American Football, which I shot in the dark and said I'm going to be a Legends fan, an Atlanta Legends fan, and that was a mistake. Um, (laughs) But uh, um, it's fun to watch. Have you watched any AAF games? I haven't. It's fun. I haven't. It's very easy to find illegal streams on YouTube. (laughs) Fair Uh, enough. I will go home and watch some as soon as I get home. Um, it's, it's fun. It's the scoring isn't quite as high, but it's very, uh, there's a lot of like, whoa, I can't believe you just did that kind of plays like guys hurtling over each other and oh, I appreciate stuff like that. that stuff. Oh yeah. It's fun. Also, it's fun. I know a former NFL bust yeah. is, is a star in that league. Trent, uh-huh. Trent Richardson. Oh yeah. Trent Richardson plays for Birmingham. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I heard he's tearing the league up. He's made a couple. I mean, he doesn't run very far, but he can, he, <laughs> well, he, well, see, the thing is, is he's very good at plunging through the goal line. Yeah. Defense. Right. Yeah. That's what's, that that's works. what's, that's how he's made a name for himself is being able to punch it past the, uh, good for him. The, the goal line. So I've heard Christian Hackenberg has not had the same success. Oh no, he sucks. Yeah. He's, he's been out. He got, he got switched out for, um, uh, Mettenberg, uh, uh Zach Mettenberg, I think his name is. Was this your team? Memphis? Was this, was no. this, Atl- oh, I was going to say, no, is Atlanta this why your team is my team. Is Atlanta awful? had Matt Sims. 
And That's he him. and he stunk up the joint. Uh, so now they're playing Aaron Murray. Okay. Uh famous Georgia Georgia Bulldog. And he's been pretty good. All the right. only game we have won is the one he played most minutes of. Alright. So I think they're finally done with Matt Sims. Please God. Enough with Matt Sims. <laughs> Stop. Stop trying to make him a thing. Um we yeah, got the USFL started in 18, uh, 18, 1983. Um, it was just, I mean, football was growing and growing and growing throughout the 60s and the 70s. I mean, football just exploded in the 70s. It started to get bigger in the, in the you know, I believe 1958 is the so-called greatest game ever played. Uh, that's sort of when football began its meteoric rise in the 70s was just an explosion. I mean, the Super Bowl was taking off. Um, they made it a night game by the end of the 70s. The Pittsburgh Steelers were household names, you know, uh, and it seemed that America could not get enough football, and that turned out to be mostly true. Yeah. And to this day, America can, can't get enough football. Yeah. problem is it's just very expensive. Sure. Um, which is why you need someone with uh, like Vince McMahon or Charlie Ebersol money to make it happen, which we'll talk about some of the other less funded ones later on. So they say, uh, spring football can work. Let's do it. And the, I, I don't remember the name of the guy, but uh, he really spearheaded the thing, was able to get a bunch of investors together and buy into teams. And yeah, I mean, there were some teams that were less attended and had less fans. Uh, the LA Express comes to mind. Their pictures of that Coliseum virtually empty are very famous mm-hmm. or infamous, I suppose. But then you had the Birmingham Stallions or the Tampa Bay Bandits, whom Burt Reynolds owned. And the Tampa Bay Bandits did way better than the Buccaneers ever did. You know, I mean, they were they were the talk of the they were the toast of the town, man. It's true. Everybody loved the bandits, the <clears throat> Bay Bandits. No, yeah. when I think of uh, the USFL, uh-huh. and it's probably a Buffalo takeaway, yeah, because of who is essentially what what killed Western it? New York royalty at oh. this point. Yeah, Jim Kelly. Jim Kelly was mm-hmm. quarterbacking the Houston Gamblers. That's right, and he was drafted by the Buffalo Bills. And, and was said, like, "F that! Yeah, like I don't hell. like right, hell. I will. I am yeah. not going to Buffalo." And yeah. he signed with Houston. Yeah, and you know, I mean, I, I believe he infamously said, it, "Like you mark my words, I will never go to that place." Yes, and then now you have a man who has made his life here in Buffalo and he, still lives here to he, this he day. He lives a half an hour away from me. Right. <laughs> you um, know, it's funny how how things change. But uh, yeah, whenever I think of the USFL. Along with Kelly and some of the players that I'm sure we'll uh, get into. Herschel Walker. Herschel Walker. played for the New, New Jersey uh, Generals. Doug, Doug Flutie, Flutie played for the Generals. Yes. Reggie uh, White. Yeah, Reggie White did. A lot of them got their start here in yeah. the, in the uh, USFL. But I always think of the the, gam- the gambler's helmet. This is a pretty cool logo. It is. It always... It's a cool logo. That's what I think of when with I think like of the, the USFL. Like the, the, the outline of the state of Texas helping to form a G. Yes. It's cool. It's yes. a cool logo. Um, you see them every once in a while at Bills games. You'll see a Gambler's <laughs> Kelly jersey. <laughs> like the black and red. Yes, and nice. I'm always like, oh, nice. man, that's pretty cool. There are some cool logos in the USFL. I love the Birmingham Stallions logo. Um, the uh, Philadelphia slash Baltimore Stars logo is pretty cool. 
uh, the Oakland Invaders with like a fist holding a lightning bolt. You know what? I was just gonna I was just gonna bring up the Oakland Invaders one. Yeah, it's cool. The Portland Breakers. It's just uh, there's so many cool cool logos, and I mean, and it was well watched too. I mean, the ratings were great. Yeah. For for this thing. Um, it really, really had a chance of sticking around. It did. Um, it should have. It really should have. Um, but uh, it, it didn't. Thanks to um, our current president. Yeah, our commander uh, in chief. Our, our current con man in chief. Yes. He, uh, he he was able to con enough of the owners into going with his crazy plan to compete head to head with the NFL. Uh-huh. Um, I, I don't know if it's it, speculated or if it's common knowledge that by now it was basically just done so he could get his New Jersey Generals accepted into the NFL right. and damn everyone else. Right. Um, because he owned the New Jersey Generals. He bought them a little bit later on. And uh, he's sort of a, uh, a low-class quote-unquote low-class billionaire mm-hmm. like he might be thought of as rich but the other rich people don't like him and right i think that irks at him and i think it um it has that has been a driving force for him for his entire adult life yes if i if i get an nfl team then they'll have to like me yes um or they'll have to let me in their club and i think that's what he tried to do when he tried to make the usfl go head-to-head with the nfl is like well it'll just be like the All-America Football Conference or the AFL, and if we play like that, then we'll get, and some of us will get into right. the National Football League. It didn't happen, no, uh, because Donald Trump is not a very smart man. Uh, he is not a very good businessman. No, uh, I believe there's a good quote that I think Warren Buffett said. That said like, you know, if he had just let his money sit in the bank, he would have been worth more today than if he tried his hand at business. <laughs> Uh, mathematically, that's true. Um, he uh, and the thing is, is he was just—he's. We were talking about this before. He's so good at projecting an image of himself. At least he was then. Not so much now. Most of the country is wise to his game now. Sure. Uh, most, but most, most of the country most, is. Yeah. Uh, a major. It's safe to say a majority of the country is wise to his game. Right. But that back then, that wasn't the case, and he could still leverage it. Uh, because he's a fascist, and that is what they do. Uh, image is very important, uh, and if you can cultivate the image of yourself, you can use it to coerce. And he was able to do that uh, with the USFL, and he was able to coerce enough of the other investors in the league to go up against the NFL and try to sue them for um, what's the word I'm looking for for monopoly. Yeah, which. And it was an they antitrust, did an antitrust thing. Yeah. It was an antitrust thing. The league nature of the NFL is weird. It's technically a nonprofit. Uh, <laughs> you know, pick up your pitchforks, please. Um, and so, because of that, like they were, just, it, it makes for some weird legal nonsense that made it so that. So they sued the NFL, and they won. But because of the nature of the league and how it is run, and and how it's coded in the law books and this sort of legalese that protects it from uh, acts of God and everything and uh, you know uh, uh, world leaders um, 
they were only awarded a dollar. A dollar. A single dollar. Which was then tripled. To three dollars. Yes, that's right. Uh, So it just wasn't enough. And they didn't, they put way too much in and got nothing out of it. And so they just had to fold it all up. Right. Uh, which is quite terrible that they thought they could do this. I think if they had played maybe a longer game, they could have done it if they really wanted to. Uh, I don't think that would have been wise. <laughs> but because uh, the NFL was already becoming incredibly entrenched, the only reason the AFL could do it is because the NFL was only in uh, a select number of markets, in 12. Yeah. And when you come up with another 10 league, a 10-team a, a league, and you're all in different places that the NFL doesn't even begin to touch, then you have an opportunity. Right. Uh, but by this point, professional football had been very much more saturated, and there was much less of a chance of that happening. So... It's... Yeah. If, it's a shame. It really is. It's a true shame. If you want to be, you know, infuriated mm-hmm. at the, the case that the USFL should have lasted much longer and didn't, mm. and you have some spare time on your hands, go read some of the, the court transcripts uh, from, oh, yeah. from the USFL versus NFL antitrust uh, lawsuit. Mm. Particularly, the back and forth between our current commander in chief mm-hmm. and uh, the man who was the commissioner mm. of the NFL at the time, at Pete, the time. Ro- Pete Rozelle. Yeah, right. And there, trust me, you'll read this and then think about where we are today, yeah. and it'll all make sense. And you think, oh yeah, this guy was exactly the same. In 1986, yep. as he now is sitting in the Oval Office in 2018, because yep. he talked about uh, a dinner that they had together <laughs> and how Roselle basically told him, this is how things are going to go. If you want to be an NFL owner, this is what you have to do. You're going to be accepted with open arms, essentially, but this is the way it has to go. Well, they also brought in Pete Rossell and asked yeah. him these same questions. And he was like, uh, I didn't call the meeting. He did. Yeah. I never said those things. Yeah. He had a lot of questions about becoming an NFL owner. He wanted to basically, you know, mm. he was looking out for number one as yeah. is his MO. Yeah. And it just is, it's mind boggling, but also... You know, yeah. in our current world of 2019, it's also very much like, oh, yeah. That makes sense. Uh, I believe that. Yeah. That you he, know. That he single-handedly tanked the league. Yes. Yeah. It's like, oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. That makes sense. Oh, just put that in the same basket as Trump University. Yeah. And Trump Steaks. Yeah. And uh-huh. was it and Trump, any, Trump Vodka? Yeah. And any number of uh, properties, casinos. Yeah. They all right. go under. Right. Because he doesn't know what he's doing. Uh, and he gets dad's money. Uh, when he screws up, um, yeah, I mean you don't. I mean we don't need to tell you that Trump's a bad person. I mean this is sort of an accepted fact nowadays. So right. you know, you know the, the grass is green, water's wet. Trump is a bad person. Right. You know this, <laughs> um, you know. But it's just interesting to see. You know, it's like we should have known. I also wonder where 
some of these players, like you had players like Kelly, who came over to the NFL. Yeah. Uh, Herschel Walker. Yeah. Flutie ended up coming over after some time in the CFL. Yeah. Uh, Reggie mm-hmm. White. Where do these players, if if the league doesn't go down the way it does? Yeah. And we, I mean, before we started recording, we talked about how the league really had, could have lasted a few more years, five years, whatever. Mm-hmm. Some of these players stick around the duration of that league. Mm-hmm. What do their careers look like when they come over to the NFL? Yeah. You know, you does, figure. Does uh, does Jim Kelly come over like a sort of like a retirement tour instead? Right. Like <laughs> You figure he's coming over then. If the yeah. USFL lasts, say, from 1985, it lasts another five years yeah. instead of just the one singular year and then they were done. Yeah. Well, the USFL Kelly's lasted 83, 84, 85. 85, right. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Yeah. So he comes over yeah. five years later. It lasts another five years. Mm-hmm. He's coming over in 1990. Mm-hmm. That's when the Bills took off. Yeah. Because his first year would have been, what, the 86 season? Something like that, yeah. Into yeah. 87. Mm-hmm. Well, they didn't make the playoffs, so it's just been the 86, 86 season. Yeah. That team built up. You mm-hmm. figure they drafted Thurman Thomas. They brought in... Andre Reid. Right. Uh, Cornelius yeah. Bennett, Bruce Smith. Mm-hmm. They really built that team. By the time the 90s hit, they're a juggernaut. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Whether they can pull the trigger on that final game, yeah. we all know how that went. But yeah, yeah. that team was a team for the ages. Yeah. That, that 19... Does that, yeah. does that even exist? Do you yeah. think... You got to assume that oh, Kelly doesn't come over the Bills forfeit his rights at some point. Yeah. They, they move on. Yeah. Who would um, they get instead? Right. Who's coming up? So, and if they're drafting a quarterback, yeah. do they pass on Thurman? Do they mm. pass on uh, some of these guys who are staples within yeah. Within their team moving forward. Do they get Bernie Kosar instead? Oh dear God. <laughs> Man. I don't Could think you imagine. I'm not sure what they, they make uh they make four consecutive Super Bowls at no, that point. No, not with but... Bernie Kosar. I mean don't be wrong, <laughs> I love Bernie Kosar. Sure. I have a my, a lot of my family's from that uh southern Ohio mm-hmm. and east uh East Ohio and northern West Virginia. So like okay. Cleveland sports are a part of the DNA of my family. Sure. Um, so I, I'll, anything Cleveland, I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll, you know, I'll speak up, but, uh, how they feel about Baker. Oh, Baker Mayfield. Yeah. Yeah. They like him. I love Baker Mayfield. There's, there's I to, really do. There's, there's a way up with that. I guy. got a, I got a, <laughs> I got a soft spot yeah. for that guy. Yeah. There, there's like actually uh there's actually a, a, a visible path with Baker Mayfield. Uh, not so much with uh, Johnny Football. Sure. <laughs> a former band from the CFL, oh. Johnny Football. Uh, we'll see if he goes in the AAF. We'll see what happens. I, we'll see. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't I wouldn't put it past anyone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But uh, anyway, so that is the USFL. Uh, we will take a quick break, come back. We'll talk about a couple other leagues real quick, some big busts. And then uh, we will say our goodbyes. So, yeah, we'll check you back in a little bit. We come from down in Gator Country. We are the proud of Tampa Bay. We play football and we're called the bandits. And we think our brand of ball is here to stay. Cut on the 
bad world, here comes them bandits. They're looking proud and standing tall. So come on, folks, let's get the fever. Be a bandit called the lever. We believe you're gonna love bandit ball. Bandit ball. Soccer Sounders style. Playing the game to win. That's the name of the game we play. Our style isn't a ballet with a ball. It's 90 minutes flat out. Red and white, black and blue. Oh, the Sounders coming at you. Soccer finally comes of age in the USA. Oh, the Sounders playing it. It's a brand of pro football never before seen in the Astrodome. Fast-paced, wide-open, run-and-shoot football as only your Houston Gamblers can play it. Don't wait another minute. Get your tickets for the Gamblers' next home game at all Ticketron and Ticketmaster outlets, the Astrodome box office, and the Gamblers' office. Call 664-USFL for all ticket information. 664-USFL. Call now and let the Houston Gamblers put the thrill, excitement, and fun back in your football. Hey there, sports fans. This is your memory machine announcer, Nathaniel Lockhart, and I've come to you to tell you today about thegeekiverse.com. Well, what is thegeekiverse.com? It is a website for all your geeky needs, geeky opinions, local geeky things to Buffalo, that is, and all sorts of great podcasts and videos. You can check out the Geekiverse podcasts on SoundCloud or, Geek or uh, iTunes. You'll find there Geek's Got Game, Girls Who Geek, This Podcast, Memory Machine, among many others. Spoiler casts, those are great too. You can also check out the YouTube page. Go to youtube.com slash thegeekiverse and you can find up-to-the-date information and reviews. Recently there was a Captain Marvel review. Check that out, folks. Anyways, and don't forget, folks, this week marks the first week of the playoffs for the Durdenville Razzmatazz. If you want to go pick up your playoff tickets now, go to the Durdenville Razzmatazz and mention this name, Nathaniel Lockhart, and you'll get 15% off of your second ticket. Tell them Nate sent ya. It's the Durdenville Razzmatazz at the Durdenville Civic Center. It's a kick in the face full of soccer. Warning, this team may not actually exist. Action is where the WHA is at, and your Chicago Cougars are going to be right in the middle of it all. Be a part of all the thrills and excitement and watch the Cougars battle the superstars at the amphitheater. Call 565-1900 for ticket information. Choice season tickets are still available, so call 565-1900 now. Remember, this season's ticket holders get first option on top seats at the O'Hare Sports Arena in 74-75. out buffalo we want you to join the stallion battalion order your buffalo stallion season tickets now save up to 25 percent get the best seats the best discounts see 23 games for as little as 69 dollars that includes the big missile all-star game coming to buffalo for the first time call 845-6200 now for season tickets that's 845-6200 to join the stallion battalion you'll get a kick out of it Hey, hey, Dr. J, where'd you get those moves? You move with such grace. Are you a member of the human race? Hey, Dr. J, where'd you get those moves? You're an artist, you're a wizard, and you blow something in. Everybody's wondering, how'd you get there? Hey, Dr. J, where'd you get those moves? Are you wearing magic shoes? He's wearing Converse, the shoes of the stars. Chicago, this is your kind of excitement. 
The Chicago Sting, indoors in the major indoor soccer league. 24 home games at Chicago Stadium. Be there for the nonstop action of America's fastest growing sport. Call 558-KICK to reserve your tickets. Indoor soccer, the Chicago Sting, your kind of excitement. The hottest team in Chicago battles Kansas City Sunday afternoon on Ovaltine MISL Mug Day. The city's been so quiet since the boys in green went back But it only took them three months to put Portland on the map Yes, the stadium's never heard the sound of cheers in all its cheers When the players come on the field, the thousands singing in their ears Green is the colour, soccer is the game We're the Portland Timbers and winning is our aim so let's give all of the boys a cheer for the Portland Timbers will be here. Well, hello, folks. We are back from our break. We've each gotten uh, another beer here. We're going to try to run this a little bit fast. So uh, I learned that uh, my co-host today has is trying to going to try to wake up at five o'clock in the morning tomorrow. So uh, <laughs> we'll see. We'll see how that works. Uh, uh, we're going to try to move this along. So this next little section here is the other. The previous two were much bigger, fuller. Um, here it's going to be a little, little bit more focused. Uh, this section is one I like to call spectacular failures. And the first one I have listed is one from the uh, from 1974. This one is the World Football League, and it was another. It was the first major attempt since the AFL in the 60s to try to come up with a new football league in sort of an off schedule. I believe they started in the summer as opposed to uh, as opposed to the spring. So their championship season kind of ran into the start of college football and NFL. Um, it is one of the most 70s things that ever happened. I watched a portion of a WFL broadcast. Some of these things are on YouTube. And there's a great opening animation to it where it has, it looks like Schoolhouse Rock and it's bringing you in. It's like the World Football League brought to you by Pabst or whatever. And it's, uh, oh man, it's fantastic. And then you cut to the announcers and they're wearing these bright yellow suits and boy, oh boy, is it great. And uh, the logos are just uh, again, you know, some of these defunct leagues, leagues just have some of the greatest logos. Um, the WFL, probably the best among them. There's the uh, the Memphis Southmen, which is sort of like a grizzly bear coming up over a sunrise. Um, there is uh, one called the Detroit Wheels, which has a really cool logo. It's like yellow and black and red. It's so rad. And then there's one team called the Hawaiians. Can you guess where they played? If Lou, it's, guess. If, if, uh, if it's not Hawaii, mm. there's something drastically wrong with this. Well, it wasn't drastically wrong because it was Hawaii. All right, good. Uh, they go played ahead. on a Honolulu, and they and they had this like really cool uh, like Hawaiian warrior logo stylized, you know, uh, almost like two degrees removed from cubism um and uh and then there's this one glorious football team that they had called the southern california sun 
and their colors, I kid you not, are bright purple, orange, and yellow. Think about that. Think about the common that 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 hallucinogenic combination of colors. What were they called again? The Southern California Sun. I'm looking up the uniforms right now. Yeah, you really should look them up because they are just a wild hodgepodge of 70s mid-century modern aesthetic it is glorious wow yeah you, did you find it wow. did you find the southern california sun i did it's unreal it's unreal i really really wish that some of those things had stuck around because i mean and i mentioned i mentioned on the last podcast i'm a big fan of 70s things they make me feel all warm and fuzzy inside um and the wfl fits that to a t um was burt reynolds the quarterback for the for the sun <laughs> no but i think I think he was an investor in okay. one of the teams. He was an investor in one of the teams. Because that dude looks like Burt Reynolds. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Oh, man, it was Daryl LaMonica. Yeah, a former Bill. Oh. Yep. That makes... I mean, he did kind of look like Burt yeah. Reynolds, so that totally yeah. makes sense. Yeah. All right. Yep, Daryl LaMonica, former Buffalo Bill. Um, He moved on to the Kansas City Chiefs, I think, didn't he? When he played for them. Yes, I believe yeah. so. Right. He was a he was a big favorite among Buffalo fans back in the day. They loved Daryl LaMonica because he was a good old Catholic boy, <laughs> which uh, the very, very Catholic city of Buffalo just loved. But uh, the thing is with the WFL, it was very underfunded. Um, they were very desperate to get it off the ground. Many people did not pay the full expansion fee, so they did not really have the money they were hoping to kind of get enough up front through ticket sales and potential tv deals and when those did not happen they had no money uh i mean there are uh stories of uniforms being repossessed there are stories of i think in case of the portland team um sympathetic fans buying food for the players because they had not been paid in months uh, players who are essentially homeless. Uh, in fact, there was one quote I, I found a, a little featurette about the WFL on YouTube that I think had probably been taped off of ESPN or some such. And it, uh, one of the quotes I took away from that was like, some of the guys just played for free. And you think of that and you just... I, I don't I don't think you could... Uh, I don't know how you could get away with that today. No. Um, you couldn't. I, I know the... Uh, 1974 championship game, the first championship game, almost was not played because the Birmingham Americans had not been paid. Uh, so they would not go out onto the field for the second half unless they had, you know, gotten a down payment. And they did in cash. Um, wow. And so they were able to play out the rest of the game. And so Birmingham did win the one and only World Bowl. Yeah. And the uh, 75 season, they tried, and it just floundered halfway through. There was just no way you could keep this beast lifted. Yeah. The thing about football, and the reason why so many leagues try and fail, is football is really, really expensive. Yeah. Uh, there is, I don't know if there's any other sport as expensive as that. You could bring up hockey. Hockey has very expensive equipment cost. For sure. But there's half the players. Yeah. Uh, a a fully a fully staffed hockey team consists of 23 players. A uh, if you're going by the NFL, it's 53 yep. players per team. That's a lot of people to suit up. Yeah. To get injured, 
to pay health benefits for, it's a nightmare. Um, and so that's why there's so many of these, so many of these American football leagues that have just come and gone. Uh, it's a theoretically sound idea. You just got to put up so much dang capital right. to make it happen. And a lot of people who have tried didn't have it. So that's what happens with the World Football League. So when I, I believe when people think of failed football or failed sports leagues, I think you're right that the ABA is one of the first ones that comes to mind. Mm-hmm. I think the other one, in fact, even more so the elephant in the room, is our dear departed XFL. Yeah. And soon to be resurrected. And soon to be resurrected. XFL. Uh, we'll see. <laughs> we'll see. Man. I'm still unsure if that actually gets off the ground or not for a season or two. I just saw that they, Mark Trussman, is supposed to coach one of the teams for the XFL. Oh my word! Right. Oh my word! And with each with each announcement like that, I'm like, man, is this really? Is it really? Oliver Luck happen? is the is the commissioner for that thing. I I don't know, man. I, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, we'll talk about, I, I have this in, like, what will fail next. We have a little section so we could talk about that more. But sure. Like, did you watch the XFL in its original incarnation? I did. Okay. Not religiously. Yeah. But I did watch games. Mm-hmm. I remember watching, being at a family party and watching the first game. Uh, the Las Vegas Posse, was it? I don't know, something like that. Outlaws? I don't know. Outlaws? That Outlaws. sounds right. Posse was the short-lived CFL team. Okay. Because, uh, uh, interesting. Quick aside: CFL tried an American experiment where they expanded some teams into the into the U.S. for a really? few years. Oh yeah, did I you not know, know that? that? No. Uh, yeah, there were um, only one of those teams was successful, and they were the Baltimore Stallions. Okay. Because you know they were still bitter over losing the Colts, and the Ravens hadn't yet come to town. Sure. Um, so, the uh, funny story with the Baltimore stallions is that first they weren't called that they were just called the baltimore cfl team because the announcer in the stadium would say welcome to the field your baltimore and then he would pause and then the audience would yell colts cfl team he would go on to say so they would try to skirt around the trademark scenario and say that they were the new baltimore colts without actually (laughs) saying it it's wild man and they tried really hard um Sacramento, no, San Jose Barracudas was a team. Uh, Las Vegas Posse, Shreveport Pirates, Shreveport, Shreveport, San Antonio Gunslingers, I want to say. There was a San Antonio, it was 93 to 96, 93 to 96, they tried, Uh uh-huh. Man, uh-huh. I was, well, I would have been oh, 10 to 13 years old at that point. Mm-hmm. I don't remember that. Yeah, they tried. Incredible. They tried. Um, Baltimore actually won a Grey Cup. They won the 1995 Grey Cup, I believe. So they are one of the very few cities in America to have a USFL championship, a Grey Cup and several NFL trophies. That's incredible. Which is quite a, quite a feat. It really is. It's I don't impressive. think no other city could pull that off. That's the only one, the only city in the I'm world sure. that could say that. Yeah, nobody That's can impressive. do it. 
I don't think the CFL is planning on coming back to the United States anytime soon. But yeah, look it up. It's a fascinating era where Canada just, I don't know, CFL just thought they could. Um, Yeah, it's it's, uh, Memphis Mad Dogs. That's another one. Uh, Yeah, I know, right? (laughs) The jerseys were awful. Good. I can only only imagine. Just 90s vomit. You know, like uh, (laughs) turquoise green and purples and... The the stallions were the only ones that looked halfway decent. It was like a silver and blue thing going on. Sure. It was very very nice. Um. Anyway, that's CFL USA. Look it up. It's it's crazy. CFL USA. Yeah, it's pretty. US CFL. Yeah, it's pretty wild. Yeah, the XFL. So you're talking about that very first game. It was a family party. You were, yeah. You were watching that. Anyway. I remember watching it, and I was a I was a wrestling kid. Growing up, okay. like I watched the WWF and okay, yeah. had my favorites and stuff. By the time the XFL came around, I. I wasn't much of a wrestling guy anymore. Oh, um, yeah. Well, when did you drop off a of wrestling? What year would you say? Probably. Well, the XFL was what? Oh, one? Oh, one. It was probably right around that time, maybe a little earlier. Mm. Uh, late 90s. Uh, okay. So right, at, right like at the cusp of the Attitude Era. Attitude Era. Okay. I was a fan during like the Attitude Era, yeah. the Monday Night Wars Okay. during yeah. that time okay. period. So you were at least accustomed a little bit to the Attitude Era attitude yes absolutely i was i was a fan during the austin the austin dx rock so so that so that that feeling so so you were accustomed to that feeling and you're watching this and it's combined with football right and it was such a strange being uh you know even if i wouldn't have called myself a fan anymore of wrestling yeah I knew a lot about it and knew how you know what it was all about, mm-hmm. and also being a fan of football, yeah. being a Bills fan growing up, and combining these two things was sort of made sense to me. Sure, especially with the like the extreme '90s, the way that they right. had been moving. Yeah, the '90s, which the tagline might as well have been for the '90s. Stuff you couldn't get away with now. Yeah. <laughs> because it was such a weird era of, like, attitude yeah. and, yeah. oh, we're edgy, we're this. Yeah. And it also was a period the where... The Dennis Leary song, I'm an Asshole, I believe. Yeah. Uh, I'm quoting it, so I'm going to leave it in. Sure. But, yeah. Sure. That's <laughs> what know. I need to do. I just need to use quotes for all yeah, my that's right. That's right. Um, but, like you said, what we were talking about, a lot of the stuff said, done, portrayed, I mean, make a list. Oh, yeah. It wouldn't fly in today's climate. And oh, my. The way they treated women. Yes. <laughs> Even things that I didn't understand at that time. To look back and be like, oh, my God. Mm-hmm. The 90s. We should just erase that entire decade out of the <laughs> out of the books because Keep a lot of people should be should be ashamed for one reason yeah. or another for that. But I remember watching that league and thinking, okay, there might be something to this. Like mm-hmm. it, it was a the, spectacle. The, the the race for uh, for the ball the, to, to start the game, right? The yeah. the coin flip. Yeah, the coin flip was instead like Where, a, 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 like a fifty yard dash of the ball. Yes. Yeah. Which. I mean, also in, in back then the NFL knew more than they said, but yeah. right. in today's world where your average fan knows about concussions, 
Yeah. And trauma and stuff like that. Yeah. This was how you started the game. Just to decide yeah. who got the ball first. Yeah. You know? And it was intriguing in the sense that it was portrayed as like a don't give a, you know, mm-hmm. league. Yeah, don't give a damn. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Remember Damn is so okay. much, so <laughs> so much so that they allowed the players. I mean, you, know, yeah. you couldn't have profanities on your jersey, but they got to choose what the back of their jersey. Said. He hate me is legend, right? Yeah, and to this day, and that guy like really believed in the league. Like you follow up on him, like he really believed yeah. it. And he's like, yeah, I'm gonna if that's what you want, I'm gonna do it. Yeah, I'm gonna do it 100. And the dude, <laughs> and good on him for it. The guy like, played in the NFL after. Did he really? What did yeah. he play for? Uh, St. Louis. I want to okay. say he played for All the right. Rams. Okay. Good um, for him. There were, there were, like, I looked it up earlier. There was, like, six or seven players mm-hmm. that, from the XFL, who ended up playing in, like, played in a Super Bowl. Yeah. Tommy Maddox. Yes, Tommy Maddox. Yeah, he was a he was a big star. Was an XFL star. Ended yeah. up playing for the, the Steelers for a couple wow. of years. Yeah. Right up to basically the Big Ben era. Yeah, you know, and yeah. uh, who did he play for? Tommy Maddox was that Los Angeles. Let's see here. The Los Angeles Extreme. Los, good lord, that team name. Yes, Ugh. and all the team names were Ugh. were hardcore stuff. Gosh, I I know I I like to think that. That there will be less that that will be embarrassed about in that way, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know if there's any team names coming out from now that will be quite as embarrassed by in that way. Sure, you know what? I mean? Like, it's those little things that you're just like, ugh, or like colors. I don't know. <laughs> right. I, I'm, I'm interested to see like what colors that we that we have today that are a part of the aesthetic that we're going to look back on and be like, oh man, can that you believe was, we were so into this color? That was a mistake. <laughs> that was I'm anxious a, to find out what will become obsolete. <laughs> I had, I had a favorite, and mind you, I'm not a yeah. I'm not a fan of combining. Uh, for instance, the MLS has the New York, New Jersey match or. Uh, Oh yeah, Red Bull. Yeah, not the Metro, the Metro Stars. Stars. Yeah, but even your your New York Giants and your New York Jets, mm-hmm. they don't play in in New York. Right, they play in Jersey. Yeah. Right, which is why you have the He's... joke that the Bills are the only yeah. NFL team from New York State. Yeah. But my favorite team in the XFL yeah. was the New York New Jersey Hitmen. <laughs> I love the color scheme. I was a Brett. It's, kind of, it's a kind of a cool logo. Yeah, I was yeah. a Bret Hart fan growing up, so yeah. he was the Hitman. No. They called Don Mattingly the Hitman. I just yeah. there was a lot of connections there. Yeah. Let's be honest about the worst name and logo in the XFL. Uh, oh, uh is it a Chicago team? It's not. Uh, it was the team from Memphis. Memphis Maulers? Memphis uh the Memphis Maniacs. With an X at the with end. With an X. With an X. Instead oh. of the CS, with an X. And I'm going to show you this logo. Oh, for heaven's sake. Right. I feel like this should almost be the thumbnail for this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord almighty. That's I'm in bad. Favor. That's I'm in bad. Favor. Oh. And Man, I tell you, that, like, yeah. <sighs> The the nineties and I consider that first part of two thousand and one 
prior to, of course, their national tragedy. That, I, I still consider that like the 90s yeah, for all intents and purposes. For sure. I would look at it the same way. It's uh, the, uh, the XFL is soaked in 90s. It's uh, uh, Which makes sakes. it interesting, you know, yeah. whether this league gets off the ground or not. They seem to try to... They, they seem to be less based in spectacle. Yes. And even the WWE, as it's called now, yeah, is less soaked in spectacle yeah. than it even was 10, 15, 20 years ago. There's an acknowledgement of a certain kind of, like, uh, savvy. Yes. That, um, that, that wasn't present then. Right. Um... Yeah, we'll see. It, it seems like McMahon so far has learned some of the lessons. His press conferences are weird. If you've seen his new press conference with the XFL, it's like the players will decide, and you know, and like, well, what do you what do you mean by that? Right. What does that mean? <laughs> like, what well, that could you saying we're going to vote on the plays? Like, what are you talking right. about? Um, but uh, I mean, we'll see what happens with it. I mean, are you ready to to talk about what you think might fail? In the future, sure. or is there, are there some parting words you want to say about the XFL? And I mean, I guess we'll say, too, oh. the XFL was very reality show-based. It's another thing that we should probably say about it. Yeah. Uh, and it's production. Whereas... These cameras right up front in the huddle. I think production is the best way to describe it. Mm-hmm. Where you watch any of the major sports leagues now, yeah. yeah, like, it's major money. Yeah. These are businesses. These are billion-dollar businesses, all these sports leagues. Yeah. You never... Oh... I mean, some players may carry on a certain persona. Mm-hmm. You don't really see it even on the field other than, like, celebrations, things like that. Yeah. It doesn't seem... where the. It seems real. When you're watching sports, mm-hmm. everything seems real. Mm-hmm. Where the XFL seemed like a work <laughs> in a lot of ways. Okay. Even if the players yeah. were, in fact... Really playing. Really playing. There was something yeah. about it that just didn't And I feel seem... like most of the players didn't get that memo either. Right. That it was a work. Except for he hate me. Except... And... and he, which he believed in it. And he right. went for it. And the guy... God bless him. Literally yeah. made a, a career off of it. Yeah. Which is something I like to see, honestly, in a lot of the NFL, is I like to see that playfulness. Yes. Because it is a game. Right. I mean... So it... I, I love to see end zone celebrations. I love to see sort of playful trash talk. Yes. You know? It, my favorite thing that they've done over the last couple of years is allow teams to celebrate together again. Yeah. And... It's a lot of fun. It's watch. a lot... It's yeah. so much fun. And yeah. Chris Hogan is, doing the uh, the shoveling thing in the end zone. You remember that? Yes, yeah. yes. And like, yeah. you figure there's a reason that the NFL they said it stood for the no fun league. Yeah, for so many years and allowing them for all the wrong reasons, right? <laughs> yeah. And some of these uh, team celebrations that we've had this year, oh uh, yeah, were. Incredible, yeah. So much so that I wish there were video of these teams rehearsing, oh. rehearsing them prior. Dude, have you ever seen like what what like the All Blacks do? The New Zealand All Blacks no. before they play a game, like they do like this dance. They do like a dance together, like a team. Like uh, a, where, like they stomp, and, like a haka. Yeah, like a haka. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly what it is. And uh, I was like, man, I would love to see like two NFL teams do that to each other, like before yeah. the game starts, like get up, you know. Like, uh, kind of do, like, yeah, war dances at yeah. each other. 
That would be great. We might. It's, it's not out of the realm of possibilities. Anyways. I mean, why not? I don't know if the haka would, like, taking that would be, like, some version of that. I would not like to culturally appropriate. Absolutely. But, sure. You know. Sure. Um, but, uh, yeah, man. Uh, the, the XFL, it's... Uh, well, speaking of least... Hey, hey, it gave us the... Um, the uh, like the over the field camera, so right. we have the sky camera to, uh, to thank. Technologically, yeah, it was ahead of its time, and yeah. the NFL adopted a lot of those things mm-hmm. within the, the the years following. Yeah, so some good came out of it. And that happens with a lot of these defunct leagues. Yeah. Uh, the USFL adopt was the first pro league to adopt the two point conversion. conversion. The NFL wouldn't do that until 1994, which is crazy. It, I, I feel like it's always been a part of the game, but. It's kind of recent. Yeah. Yeah. We, and you saying, just to segue back into yeah. the US, USFL, players that played in the USFL that ended up being superstars. You said 94. Yeah. And it made me think of the 49ers. Ah. Steve Young. Oh, yeah. Steve Young was he did. played in the USFL. I don't remember who he played for, but yeah. I don't either, no. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I wonder if it was, oh, boy. Anyways, um, yeah. Memphis Showboats, let's say. That is not, it probably wasn't. Not a great logo. Yeah, uh, it's, you know, the ABA brought in the three-point line. The WFL tried to do something. They had like this, um, they had this uh, down marker contraption where the first, the, uh, the down markers were on a series of chains that could just be worked by one person. And you, they would just sort of roll the oh. chains one way or roll them back another way under the thing um and it was it was a neat idea but it was just too much work to implement and so it's like we'll just sure. have a chain crew sure it's not that it's not that much of an cool idea though yeah yeah um they had they had something called the action point instead of a just a kick i don't know what that <laughs> what that what that i don't remember what that was but uh in fact let me look it up real quick we'll look that up ah so in the wfl a touch uh, so I was talking about you know how we had these different innovations. Uh, the the World Football League had something called the Action Point. A touchdown was worth seven points already, so it's already worth seven. And a team could run or pass, but not kick, from the five yard line for an extra point, and that was called the Action Point. Okay. Similar to how currently the AAF is doing is doing away with the one-point conversions altogether. It's only two-point conversions. Okay. So, which is, in my opinion, I love it. Yeah. I'm I not, love the do, the going, because it's sort of I'm like... I'm not opposed to that change eventually yeah. overtaken in the because uh, if they get Because if they get the two-point conversion, it's just like, oh, man, they right. did it. Like, it's, 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 uh, it's, uh, it's really fun. <laughs> I really like it. Um, but anyway, yeah, that was the, so was the XFL, as it was then. Um, I suppose there are some leagues that didn't get off the ground that we could talk about really quickly. There are dozens of football leagues that have tried and didn't make it. There was one called the NAFL. There's one called the A11FL. There was one called the MLFB, Major League Football, that tried to get off the ground, and they tried to do it by funding not through individual investors, at least not entirely. They had one guy that ended up not committing um, but uh, they wanted to do a big stock drive, and I own stock in the MLFB. I still do. It's worthless, but I bought it when it was five cents a share, 
And nice. then it rose up to 20 cents a share. And I was like, I'm going to write it. And then it went down to one cent. So I blew 10 bucks. <laughs> but whatever. Um, Just to be able to, to say that you own stock in it is More so worth, than anything else. I'm like, you know, if 10, I make some money off of this, $10. it's cool. Like, but I'll probably <laughs> lose it. Right. But I own stock in Major League Football. I never played a game, but <laughs> but I had it. Um, so there are dozens of those. There's so many that come and go and just don't get off the ground. And the ones that do, like we've already said, come and go very quickly. Right. There was one called the UFL that did actually play a few seasons. Um, but it's so unnoteworthy that I didn't bother to record a lot about it. Sure. It added nothing to the game. It came and went. Yeah. Uh, I think the most noteworthy thing about it is the championship Las Vegas locomotives featured... Star quarterback, J.P. Lossman. Impressive. That's it. That's it. Um, but uh, That but, could be its own... That could be its uh, own podcast right oh, there. Could it, though? Could it, though? Oh, yeah. Oh, no. Oh, man. But uh, there was another... Uh, but I think the most notable one that, got, that didn't get off the ground but was planned was something... It was a baseball league called the Continental League, 1960. It was started by the guy who would go on to start the Mets. Okay. He wanted another team in New York. Major League Baseball wasn't having it. So he said, fine, I'll try to make my own league. And so he did. He got some investors together. Uh, one of them was Seymour Knox the third. You might be familiar familiar with that name, I Lou. I am. Uh, he wanted to have the Buffalo Bisons join this new major baseball league. Interesting. It did not happen. Sure. Um, because instead, uh, because Major, uh, you know, the National American American League saw what he was doing, trying to get this Continental League thing started. He was like, all right, they look pretty serious. Let's just let him have his New York team. So he got his wish. And so when he got his wish of a New York team, he said, well, the rest of you guys can go screw yourselves. So <laughs> that's what happened. And so he got the Mets and everybody else got Bupkis. Um, man after Trump's own heart. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, and uh, all the other cities that were initially uh, going, that were initially going to be part of this Continental League, eventually did get teams, except for Buffalo, which never did. Of course. Uh, you're right. Yeah, it's the moral of the story here, folks. If you want to be disappointed, be a Buffalo fan. Yeah. <laughs> Take it from two Buffalo fans. Um, but uh, there so are there are rumors that went around when Montreal was leaving. That they would move to Buffalo. That they would come to Buffalo and then yeah. MLB executives, Buffalo was on their short list mm. of cities that yeah. might get the Expos when they left Montreal. Mm. And they came and they talked about how they would renovate the stadium and so on and so forth. Because the... Uh... I guess now it's Salem Stadium yep. as of today. Yep. Well, uh, Pilot Field, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Coca-Cola Field. It was built with expandability in mind. Right. Because they because they built it in the original ninety early nineties expansion, thinking right. we're in the short running, and they were in the short running for that. They got this close, right? This close. And I guess they were you know, yeah. just the the city of Buffalo. They didn't. The rumor that I heard was that they didn't think Buffalo could support another sports franchise outside of the Bills and the Sabres. Uh, so, who knows? Yeah. 
who knows what the the legalities were and what the real reasons were i half agree with that yeah <laughs> i don't know i mean as a as a uh, baseball guy yeah i it would have been great yeah um i would have had to figure out how to uh, hopefully whatever that Buffalo team would have been would not have been an American League team mm. so that I could justify still loving the Yankees and also uh, rooting for the Buffalo team. Yeah. Uh, probably have your, something have your NFC team for your AFC team. Right. Yeah. Probably yeah. something I'll never have to worry about. Yeah, that's something me and Katie don't have to worry about much because she's, you know, Chicago's <laughs> NFC, it's fine. We'll never right. play each other when it matters. Right. Unless we happen to be in the Super Bowl, which... Will never happen. Yeah. There's no way both those teams will be good at the same time. Right. <laughs> There's just no way. There's not enough like karmic justice in the universe right. to make that happen. Right. Um, same thing with hockey. They're off in the other conference. You know, yeah. we don't worry about them. Yeah, it's annoying when they come to town because sure. all the Chicago fans come out of the woodwork and overtake the arena, which is oh, yeah. kind of obnoxious. But oh yeah, I know. was the the last game I was at was the Sabres Penguins game, Ugh. and it sounded like a Pittsburgh home game. It was disgusting. Yeah. I, hate, I hate that. It drove when that me so... nuts, but it was louder yeah. when the Penguins scored. Than... And now, yeah. Sabres won in overtime, so the place exploded. But like yeah. when the Penguins scored through you know, the first three periods, man, yeah. it was loud. And it almost like shocked me each time just how loud yeah. it was. It's obnoxious when that happens. I don't even care who you are. Like I don't even care if you're the most undeserving team in the universe. That's still obnoxious. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, even if you're, like, I don't know, the Florida Panthers, like, I, nobody deserves that. Right. <laughs> like, anyways. Um, so, yeah, th- those are the teams that, those are the leagues that could have been. And now to wrap up in our final minutes here together, Lou, what do you think's going to fail? What's going to fall through and crumble? Um, I'll tell you mine. But go, you go, but you go no, first. No, I would, like, I, go ahead. The Arena Football League. Okay, I, I can't believe that that I thing has that. lasted 30 years. <laughs> it's unreal. It's unreal. I'm shocked that it's... It was down to four teams, long. but two years ago. Four teams. They're back up to six, I believe. Four of them... Let's see, there are four teams that are owned by the same... So, so there's two... I'm sorry. I'll say it this way. There are two pairs of teams that are that have same ownership which is not a good look no it's not uh i believe the washington valor and the baltimore something but they have some they have the same ownership and the brand new albany empire <laughs> and <laughs> New York State. All right. Albany Empire and one of the other ones. I think maybe the Philadelphia Soul or something. Uh, Is that the team? Uh, who owns the Philadelphia Soul? The, the uh, Ron Jaworski. Is that who it yeah. is? Yeah. I was gonna say. I know there's there's a yeah. an owner of the Soul that yeah is a well-renowned name. Yeah. Bon Jovi briefly owned a team. I don't remember who he owned, what what he owned, but he I know he briefly owned a team. Uh, the band Kiss briefly owned a team, the L.A. Kiss. It was all Kiss branded and everything. Uh, this was back before L.A. had yet to have a team. Sure. Uh, I think the thing is, is people have sort of. Uh, it's just, it's not. Arena football is just a gimmick. It's yeah. not. It's not a serious sport to anybody that I know. 
apparently it's a bigger thing out in the Midwest, uh, especially for underserved pro sports locales like Iowa or Montana or um, South Dakota. Makes sense. You know. Yeah. Uh, and I could see why that would be the case. And if so, like, good for you. You guys deserve good quality entertainment. Everybody right. does. Right. But I, I just can't. But that's a different league. They started their own league because the AFL wasn't serving them. So you have the AFL, which is trying to be major league, but for who, I don't know. Right. And if these spring leagues, God forbid for them, ever take off, they're doomed. Right. Because why would you watch this gimmick league when you could watch the real deal? You know, I don't know. Yeah. I'm shocked that, that the Arena Football League still exists. I will be shocked if it exists in five years. Yeah. I will be I will be flabbergasted if it's still here in five years. So anyway, that's my pick for failure. Good pick. Yeah. So much so that I didn't even realize the Arena Football League still existed. Right? Had no idea. So, yeah. good pick. I will pick anything that isn't the NFL. Okay. Major League Baseball. Okay. The NHL. Or the NBA. Okay. The AAF. Oh, I see where you're going. Yeah. Will fail eventually. Yeah. The XFL, if it gets off the ground, will eventually fold. Yep. Because, especially in today's day and age, Mm -hmm. where just the branding and money Mm -hmm. that not only goes into these leagues, but that they produce as well. Mm -hmm. I don't think any other league has a fighting chance more than a few seasons. I think if the AAF gets to five seasons, I would call them a success. Yeah. Um, It helps that they're not competing with the NFL. Yeah. It's a different time of year. Mm -hmm. But... They don't have one penny of the money that the NFL has. The NFL is billions and billions and billions of dollars. Right. And it all uh, it all comes down to money at yeah. the end of the day. And that's one of the reasons why these I you know, I guess it's probably one of the reasons why Arena Football League or Arena Football in general, indoor football continues to be able to exist is there's only I believe seven or eight players per side. Right. You don't have as many players. Uh arenas are cheaper to rent. Yeah. It's not quite as expensive. Uh, whether it doesn't affect game attendance, uh, you know. But with the AAF, like, I want it to succeed. I really do. Yeah. I find it such a breath of fresh air. It's it's football, but with no baggage. Sure. I don't have to think about anything like the Patriots. I don't have to... <laughs> I, I don't have to think about how the NCAA is exploiting labor. I don't have to think about, you know... It's just a nice breath of fresh air, and right. I would love to see it continue. Um, I think best case scenario is the AAF and the XFL both become successful to a degree and then eventually merge. Yeah. That is the best case scenario. Yeah. Uh, what's more likely to happen is they eat each other. Yeah. I really don't want that to happen. I also buy that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, just because I said it's fun. It's fun to watch. It's just fun football. There's no expectations. It's just, hey, that was a cool play. Like, you know, like, 
man, that guy really blows in spectacular ways. Like, it's a, uh, for, for love of the game. Yeah, yep. yeah. Like, that guy really stinks, and it's in just crazy ways that guy stinks. Yeah. Uh, or that dude just hurtled a guy. Right. Or that dude just hit this guy so hard his helmet popped off. Or, I don't know, it, it's just fun. Yeah, it probably won't, won't last, but... Anyways, that about wraps it up. Uh, hopefully I'll edit this to get this in a reasonable time. Because um, the record says almost three hours. And oh, Lord Almighty, it will not be that long right. after my scissors are, scissors are done with this. Um, but anyway, thank you very much for listening. If you have any fun uh, defunct sports stories or just cool stuff to share about... Uh, this whole stuff, please let me know. You can follow me on Twitter at Nate underscore Lockhart. You can follow me on Instagram at Nathaniel.Lockhart, but you probably won't find much there. Uh, of course, you can always go to the Geekiverse for more podcast stuff. There's, uh, you know, Girls Who Geek and uh, Geek Scout Game and a whole myriad of other content that you can check out. I think that about does it for me. Lou, where can we find you? Uh, you can follow me uh, on Twitter at at sweetest underscore Lou, or you can uh, you can pay attention to some of the articles I'm releasing at the Geekiverse. Ah, uh, yes, I, your uh, uh, your Friday articles. Yes, mm-hmm. uh, every Friday, and by every Friday I mean most Fridays. Mm-hmm. Uh, I release an article called Ranked, where I list any number of uh, geeky properties, uh, ranging from your top 10 Captain Americas all the way to uh, your Batman films, things like that. Mm -hmm. Um, This Friday, I'm going to be releasing a one on Captain Marvel. uh, Essential reading for those of you who are interested in the character. So, uh, yeah, go check out uh, some of my articles. There you go. All right, folks, thanks very much for listening, and uh, we'll be back here hopefully in a couple weeks. That's something I do need to bring up. Uh, at the end of this month, I will be taking a two-week trip to Europe. My folks live in Luxembourg, so I'll be out that away. And then uh, after that, I'm going to be going to the Midwest Gaming Classic in Milwaukee the week after that. So I'm going to be bouncing around all over the place. So we'll see if I can keep up the schedule. I'm going to do my best. So... And if not, I'll put something up to say, like, hey, sorry, guys, no episode for a little bit. So, anyways, I'll keep you abreast. But, yeah, thanks for listening. We love you. Bye. Tonight, live and in color. TBS presents the new game in town, the World Football League.